Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. I think it is Mr Chris Wallace. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Thanks so much for having me back in the studio. Honestly, it's like the, the dream team are back together. Our Vlad was sick yesterday. And I so was at that side of the desk. You were at this side of the desk. And oh, it was just it was just all a bit... Mild. No wonder I get confused. I'm blonde, you know. <laughs> well, we like to try to keep it simple, Jill. Vlad <laughs> is the very, very young one. And I'm the not quite so young one. And Vlad is also the one that speaks with a slightly different accent. Yes, the, the husky Romanian in the yes, corner. Yes, you're so good to me, you know, <laughs> considering how blonde I am, honestly. Thank you, guys. Um, but anyway, listen, you are taking us through the social media roundup this week. I am indeed, and we are starting, if it's okay with you, on Twitter. Now, people on Twitter have been using the internet to share experiences of what they did before the internet existed. And here's some of the favourite tweets we've picked out. Johnny said... Before the internet existed, I had to walk around to vague acquaintances' houses to show them my dinner. (laughs) Daryl has another one. Before the internet existed, if a guy named Craig had a list, nobody cared. Oh, of course, we don't know what Craig's list is. (laughs) Of course not, no. Uh, Science Giggles has said, before the internet existed, if you wanted to know what other films a celebrity was in, you had to ask your know-it-all older brother. That's true. Or, in the case here, me. Everyone comes to me about films. Well, here. exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And Brad has said, before the internet existed, I'd shout out all my pointless opinions in crowded places and hope somebody gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> Do you know, are you guilty of being a wee bit kind of like Facebooky. I mean, do you kind of put on... Uh... I used to be really, really, really bad for Facebook. I used to be on Facebook all the time, thumbs up to everyone, poking mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. left, right and centre. <laughs> um, I've come off it quite a bit lately. Uh, it's rare that I'm on Facebook so much these days. Do you know, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I mean, honestly, I just need to burp and it's all over Facebook. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Everybody knows about it. It's dreadful. I was never one of those people that took photos of my dinner. No, I don't tend to put... Pictures of my dinner. Although, if I've made something for my husband and he's very super impressed, uh, or he's made something for me uh-huh. and he's super impressed, then he'll put a picture of he's it. He's just looking to get sympathy, Jill. He's like, look what I have done for my beautiful wife. Anyway, and Mikey has said before the internet existed, stalking was hard. <laughs> yes, I'll bet. Um, listen, let's uh, talk about blind dating now. Now, we're talking blind, blind dating. Blind, blind dating, indeed. Definitely dating was more complicated before the internet existed because, of course, you couldn't just go on your phone to avoid those awkward silences. But what about going on a date with or as a visually impaired person? Well, Blind New World have started a new, very successful campaign in which they set up people on blind dates who are literally blind. Now, Jill, I'm not making a move, but what are the advantages <laughs> of dating a blind person? Oh, Jill, I'm really insulted by that, actually. <laughs> Um, the advantages of uh, dating a blind person would be you don't have to tidy up for us coming round. Okay. Um, although it would be nice. Um, <laughs> what else? What else would the advantages be? Do you know, I was trying to, you know, you, you, you wouldn't really, I mean, for me, if I was dating a blind guy, uh-huh. I wouldn't have to put on my makeup. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which takes a while in the morning. Um, but yeah, I suppose... 
Vlad was saying to me that he's always thought that stealing chips from the plate. <laughs> oh, yes. On a dinner date. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, so many people will steal off my dinner plate and they think I don't know. It's absolutely hysterical. You always know, Jill. I always know. Of course, I, when it comes to food, of course I do. But I tell you, there's one thing that I do think that, that you know, and, and this probably sounds really, really cheesy, but the one thing that the only one kind of, beauty that I can take away from from losing my sight because let's face it nobody wants to go blind um you know it's it's pretty rubbish being blind but you know you can get on with your life and you can lead a, a really perfectly happy and fulfilled life but I think the one thing for me is that I get to know people from the inside out now so it, it very much it's like reading judging a book by its cover you know you you can't really judge a book by its cover when you're blind you've got to get to know the inside before you can make a, a decision for yourself and whether you think the the outside of that book is good looking or not or <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah definitely um and I think that is one of the things that everyone in here says about you Jill you really get to know everybody really well <laughs> Sometimes sometimes you find out things about us we don't want you to know, but you definitely find out a lot about us. Oh, dear. Yeah, there's certainly sometimes where I think, oh, my goodness, did I actually just tell everybody that? <laughs> um, but, yes, there's, there's very little secrets in our office. Um, but, listen, we've got time for one last tweet, and uh, it is, of course, St. Patrick's Day. Happy Paddy's Day to Happy you. Happy Paddy's Day to you, <laughs> too. <laughs> That's my inter- terrible, terrible Irish accent. Uh, oh, sorry, I thought you were uh, that was your Welsh accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, since it is St. Patrick's Day, what a great opportunity for people to follow RNIB Northern Ireland at RNIBNI. How are you spending St. Patrick's Day this year, Jill? Oh, well, I am going to be very busy tonight, So, uh, but I'm not going out to a pub or anything like that. But I am having friends around for dinner tomorrow night. I know you are. I, I can't know. join you, unfortunately. I know, I know. You were going to come round and then you dinged me. Oh, I'm sorry, Jill. <laughs> but I am going out for a pint of the black stuff tonight. I'm meeting the wife after work and then we're heading round to a, a local establishment and getting a good, nice pint of the black stuff. Now, does she like that? She does. She loves Guinness, yes. Oh, more, way more so than me, she loves Guinness. Well, do you know, has she ever tried it with a dash of blackcurrant? Because that's the way women drink it in Ireland. A lot of women in Ireland drink it with blackcurrant. Oh, right. Okay. No, she just generally downs the entire thing (laughs) and orders a second. Do you know, I love your wife because, you know, she can really handle her bevy, can't she? She can. Yeah, generally we base our holidays around places that have a lot of alcohol. We were in Dublin last year and obviously going off to the Guinness factory there. And then we were in Prague earlier on and it was beer and absinthe all through the day. Absolutely fantastic, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna book my next holiday with you guys. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Just go off with her and Ian and I will go off and do our own thing. Absolutely. Shall we look at Facebook? Yes, please. What's happening on Facebook this week? Well, Marion Kelly, the little girl who photobombed her dad's BBC interview, has become a fashion icon. The four-year-old became an internet sensation when she appeared in the background of Robert E. Kelly's interview about Korean politics. And her legions of fans across the world continues to grow after she took part in a press conference with her family. She is now hailed as a style guru. Now, at this press conference, the Daily Mail Online have said that she was sucking on a lollipop and looking bored. The youngster has become the epitome of cool. She was also rocking a trench coat, which was a departure from the bright yellow sweater she showcased on her original TV appearance. Do you not think they're kind of dragging this out a little bit? I mean, is this a really a press conference needed? 
I know. And so many people have recreated the video online now as mm-hmm. well. So it's not just the original video that you can see. You can see these videos everywhere. But I'm surprised there was a, uh, there was a press conference about I'm, it. Yeah, I think it's just kind of dragging it out a wee bit. And um, speaking of recreating uh, things on, on YouTube. <laughs> yes, Jill. <laughs> My husband wants to recreate the Beyonce pregnancy pictures. He not, does. Or... He does. No, not me. Not, not you. with me. Okay. He he asked if he could borrow my wedding veil <laughs> so that he could create one of the pictures. I was like, absolutely not. Well, let him know if he does. We'll put it online. Yep. Oh, listen, at don't RIB you? I... Connect <laughs> He'll be the first to put it online. Believe me, <laughs> he's not the least bit embarrassed about anything. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, a rather. This is a more serious story. And yeah. it's, it's very, very sad, but but quite beautiful. It's the actually it yeah, an incredibly yeah. touching story. Trish, a woman who is blind and terminally ill, found writing an outlet after she lost her sight 11 years ago. She hand-wrote her book using elastic bands to guide the pen. But Trish didn't know that her pen had run out of ink and the last 26 pages were blank. However, forensic experts at Dorset Police managed to recreate her work. Trish's health has since taken a turn for the worst and a local publisher, Magic Oxygen Publishing, stepped in to produce the book in just two weeks. The 110,000-word book was published, making Trish's dream a reality, and sadly, Trish passed away peacefully on the 9th of March, surrounded by her loving family. Do you know, isn't it incredible, though, that she got to see her her dream come true with her book and that they managed to, you know, recreate those last 26 pages? Thought- how How heartbreaking would that be I mean it's heartbreaking enough yeah that the, you know she's terminally ill but an incredible story mm. and well done to the Dorset Police for recreating as you say the the last of her work and uh, for obviously Magic Oxygen Publishing too for, for publishing Granifer's Legacy which is the name of Trisha's book yes absolutely okay well we have one more Facebook post and it's one from us here at RNIB Connect Radio it has been World Glaucoma Week we're we've, coming to the end now I know we've been talking about it all week yes it seems strange it's coming to an end now we've had so many features running across all the programmes here on RNIB Connect Radio and it's such an important issue uh, glaucoma because it's obviously, as you know, it's known as the silent thief of sight because it can sneak up on you. And before you have a chance to get anything done, it's taking your sight completely. So regular eye tests are a requirement. Very much so. And obviously there's loads of information on RNIB's website and uh, lots of the features that we have been uh, putting up over the week are on our uh, website as well. So just log on to rnibconnectradio.org.uk and you'll find it all there. And uh, you'll also find us on Facebook. Just search for RNIB Connect Radio. Chris, have you got anything nice planned for the weekend? Well, I've got a Guinness waiting for well, me after. apart from that, <laughs> obviously. Apart from that, we, we are visiting uh, family this weekend. So it is nice, obviously. It's nice see them but I'm looking forward to the Guinness more (laughs) (laughs) obviously they're not listening (laughs) Chris thank you so much for joining me today for more downloads like these visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts